Hello, hello. How are you doing today? We're all energetic. Woo! It's the new year, or the second time we're doing the podcast in the new year. This is the MMCU from Heart of Cash, the Monday morning cash up. Cash up. You get it? Anyone new here? You get it? I'm Kyle Stalick. I'm the head of community here at Robot Cash, and I welcome you to another episode. Uh... Is the new year going well for you? Did you already drop the new year's resolution? Have you only hit the gym gym one time out of the, what we got here, 10 days? I guess you can kind of skip one, right? You got New Year's Day. It's a holiday. You don't, you don't have to do your new year's resolution that day. Uh, so it's nine days. Have you hit the gym at least two times, three times? What other New Year's resolutions do people have? I, I heard this dry January thing happens. Uh, some people do that. There was a joke on it about on Kimmel last night, I think, about how people just love to tell each other that it's dry January and how theirs is going. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, a lot of uh, things happening in gaming right now. Uh, we'll go into Robot Cash stuff after, but I want to hit the gaming news because this is... I waited a couple days to do this because I was waiting for, you know, some good news to happen in the gaming industry. And you know what? (sighs) There's more bad news. And I know I said I was going to try and make this more happy news, but out of respect for what's happening and the people getting hit hard by these things, um, there was layoffs. Uh, Twitch is laying off about 35% of its workforce. And I don't want to get into whether or not, you know, the financials say that they can and can or cannot do that um it's the human factor right it's always the people affected most by these things and uh as we do in this podcast shout out to the people on linkedin that are really helping to collate resources collate job openings um mentorships and openings i think uh it's really wonderful to see in these times of hardship the people surfacing that are putting the effort in to make things right or to help folks out. So in happy news, there are lots of people doing that and people gathering together. So that's great. I really hope um, our industry can recover from this. I really hope that instead of everyone being employed at these big companies, that there are some new startups, there are some new successful indies that show up. Um, Yeah, I don't want to flail on this topic too much but it's it's impacting a lot because people i know are being affected almost every day it seems so all right um let's hit it with something uh let's let's segue to other news um by talking a little bit about this article on gamedeveloper.com the headline is and i found i i love these types of things any types of sales numbers that's like concrete data i just pour over this and i have since i was like a kid i'm just that weird weird guy all right, so it says China-led mobile game spending and downloads for 2023. Subheadline: Even with their country's restrictions in play, Chinese players kept spending money and downloading games for their phones. And it says a new report from Data.ai shows a slight dip in the mobile game industry in 2023. Player spending hit 107.31 billion last year, down 2% from 2022, continuing a downward trend that began in 2021. Despite those decreases, it's up nearly 7% from 2020's 100.53 billion. All right, so here's 
uh, kind of like why I like this so much, kind of, you know, comparing about where the sales are. So it says China led the charge on that front with 37.6 billion in player spending. It was followed by the U.S. with 24 billion. So the U.S. is over 10 billion dollars below. Uh, Japan at 12.78 billion, South Korea 6.34 billion, and Germany 2.6 billion. Um, if someone out there can do the math on what that is per capita, uh, or like you know, I think you can extrapolate that a little bit more as like per gamer uh, or people that identify as gamers in every country who's spending the most. And it looks like is it Japan that's spending the most or South Korea? You know, Japan has twice the amount of money spent as South Korea. I don't know. It's interesting figures. Um, China also had the most downloads for 2023 at $29.32 billion. It says, this may indicate the country's efforts at curbing playtime for younger players aren't as effective as its government's hope. And it links out to an another article. Um, I'm not going to read that right now, uh, but I was wondering if it suggests that um, people are downloading and then deleting and then downloading and deleting. Is that a loophole? You'd think that people would find a way around that, right? Um, and finally, it says, uh, genre-wise, RPGs like Genshin Impact had the most player spending at $24.5 billion. Strategy and casino games had less than half that at $10.7 billion and $10.2 billion each. So, RPGs at $24.5 billion. That's, that's wild. Should have made a mobile RPG. A one-man mobile RPG that makes billions. I'd still be doing this. I love this. I love talking to everybody. I love uh, discussing the news. You know, if uh, things don't pan out in 10 years from now, I'll probably be that guy in a street corner just yelling about gaming news. <laughs> um, here's some good news. Uh, this is one at Games Hub. It says, City of Heroes fan server gets official license from NCSoft. So I'm not going to read this one off because the short of it is that NCSoft gave this fan community the blessing to kind of run City of Heroes on its own, which I think is fantastic. Uh, I played that game, what, 20 years ago now? Is it, it's not more than 20, is it? It's like 20. Uh, fantastic game. Uh, one of the first MMOs that I really dove into is that, World of Warcraft, some other ones, but um, really enjoyed that. I think one of the first characters that my brother made was a Moon Knight knockoff, and he had no idea who Moon Knight was, and everybody would freak out, and they were like, that's a great Moon Knight design, which made him feel really cool. And my first one, there was like this mind control type character that you could play, and I did that, and I just... And you could also put shields on your characters, and I found a way to make bosses just if we forced them into a corner bounce off of the shield that my character would had on and then we just beat them all that way and no one had seen that as far as i know when i was doing it clearly i was the first and i'm special and you should all just respect me a little bit more <laughs> or a little bit if you don't already just just a little bit from that one uh here's another one this is from GameDeveloper.com. It says, ByteDance discussing game asset sale with Tencent. Uh, basically, the... Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Where is it? Um, uh, ByteDance. ByteDance owns multiple studios through its Newverse subsidiary, including Mobile Legends Bang Bang, developer Moonton, and Huji Shujo 
Maker C4 games. Um, basically, uh, the ByteDance owns uh, a lot of assets in gaming, and they don't want to do that anymore, and they're going to se sell it to Tencent. And uh, I'm bringing that up because this is a podcast for a company that was that is a startup, and it's interesting to see how various assets are traded within the gaming industry and who owns what. So. Uh, Tencent will probably own that. I mean, it's a Chinese company exchanging assets with a Chinese company. Uh, you know, it's not like it's overseas, like a Chinese and U.S. company. I think there would be some hesitation or some politics, uh, both business and otherwise involved. So it'd be interesting. Uh, you know, consolidation in the gaming industry. Um, how do I say this? Double-edged sword, right? Some tea here. I'm ranting and raving like a lunatic. I need to have a drink once in a while. Not that kind of drink, even though... I guess that would be referencing Dry January, right? Um, but no, I'm not drinking on the job. Who does that? Who does that? Never done that, unless it's a business meeting. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's always interesting to see consolidation happen in the gaming industry. And um, certainly we've seen the negative effects of that with uh, the Embracer group and the situation around that. But... Um, you know, maybe there are some good things that can happen too. All right, so here's another one that I really... So we've talked about AI on this podcast before. Uh, we are you know, clearly a future-forward company. Using, uh, we were the first platform to really use blockchain tech. We were the first platform to allow people to buy and sell games, digital games. Uh, hadn't been done before. Um, there's a new avenue of AI, right, that everyone's talking about, and that we had a podcast about it. Uh, ethical AI, I think, is one of the ways that I like to talk about it um, in terms of the best ways of it being used. Uh, it says, Tencent and Ubisoft are making NPCs with NVIDIA's AI-generated tools. Uh, it says the two developers have started integrating NVIDIA's AI-generated tools into their respective pipelines to help make NPCs for, this, for their games. Now, this article came out two days ago. Now, uh... Valve has recently announced that they're going to be allowing uh, AI games, basically as long as it's used legally, or the technology is used legally, um, onto the platform. So I don't think that these two are unrelated. Uh, so it's interesting to see that we're seeing huge shifts in terms of uh, AI, which was, you know, people had a certain POV of it earlier, and we're starting to change that. We're starting to maybe integrate tools um, more intelligently and, like I said, more ethically. And then also, don't be surprised to see these situations change as well with blockchain tech. So watch this space. I don't have any extra information. I'm just uh, being a little bit of a Nostra gaming Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Why can't I say that? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get real with you, everybody. I have this... You ever see those lips on people, those upper lips, and how sometimes for people it curves up? I think uh, Gary Busey's son <laughs> has it. Uh, you might see it in just some actors or some people out and about. It's really hard for me to say some words. Um, like P's are really hard sometimes, and uh, O's are very, very hard because that upper lip just stays curved. So if you hear me say some things and struggle on it, just sympathize a little bit, Okay. Thank you. I know it's my job. I know it's my job to do this well, but just, just letting you know. <laughs> All right. So here's another one. Um, this came out 
uh, yesterday, and it says, SAG-AFTRA's new agreement lets game devs use AI voices. Wow. All this uh, AI stuff coming out day after day after day, literally, it's almost like things are connected and there's momentum happening. It says, uh, subheadline, amidst continued AI negotiations, SAG-AFTRA's locked down a way for developers to use digital voice replicas in future works. And we're going to read a little bit of this article to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of it a little bit. Um, this one's written by Justin Carter. Uh, it says, Studios working with voice technology company Replica Studios are now permitted by acting in performance union SAG-AFTRA to use voices re replicated by a generative AI in their games. Per The Hollywood Reporter, the union and Re Replica struck an agreement letting developers AAA and otherwise to, quote, access top SAG-AFTRA talent, unquote. And for act actors to, quote, safely explore new employment opportunities for their digital voice replicas with industry-leading protections, unquote. Um, and the, the article goes on. The Guild says the agreement sets terms and conditions for the use of AI-generated voices and requires voice actors to consent. That's an important one here, because remember, there's a whole thing about people not really understanding if they're consenting to their likeness being used for AI. So... It says to consent for the use of their voices and negotiate further terms of use when working with the studio. You know, I think uh, SAG-AFTRA has done a really good job protecting people. I, um, I know people that were involved in the strikes. And so if they approve it, um, it, it gives me hope. It gives me an understanding that uh, people will be protected and that we will kind of move forward with what's best for the talent. So that's interesting. Now, there's more on that article, too. I can uh, post it in the Discord. Um, a couple more articles here. There was a few th that I wanted to jump into. It says... Uh, uh, I'm just going to read the headline on this one because we've talked about this topic a little bit, but it says, Platinum Games is erasing its Apple Arcade-exclusive World of Demons from existence. Um, it's just not going to be on there anymore. Uh, I didn't see any place where it would be put after. And so I'm... I'm really getting worried about preservation in the gaming industry. And that's something that we were trying to do in the blockchain. You know, if, if games get delisted, uh, we're really trying to build a space where those games can live. Um, and, you know, this isn't for robot cash, but uh, I think uh, there's going to be a, certainly a secondary market for these types of things, right? Uh, there's certainly Blu-rays that I'm trying to buy physical copies of, and I'm just sitting there. If I pull the trigger on $150 for a copy of Titus... <laughs> Uh, starring Anthony Hopkins. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there's a whole new avenue that we're certainly encountering with this, and I'm lost media preservation is very important to me. And I hope it is for you too. Um, here's one I thought... Here, here's the positive spin on this very, very uh, scary article. I love when stars or let's just say talent in general, tells a particular fan base back off a little bit. Uh, I think uh, the relationship between fan and talent and property is one that's negotiated through content and through d communication, of course, right? And so here's the headline. It says, Spider-Man's Mary Jane face model, this is on Kotaku, by the way, asks fans to stop stalking and harassing her. And she posted on in Instagram, please respect that I, am a, that I am a human being. So 
just going to read the article a little bit for you. So Stephanie Tyler Jones, the woman behind Mary Jane Watson's face in Insomniac's Spider-Man games, recently said she's received harassment from fans, including phone calls to her workplace where callers demand to speak to her. In a public post on social media, she asked these fans to stop. In the original Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 and its subsequent ports, of, oh yeah, is this where it goes into like how the face is different and some fans didn't like that? Um, it says, uh, some fans went far- too far, according to Jones, and started calling her day job, leaving voicemails that made her feel, quote, unsafe and uncomfortable. So, oh yeah, here's another one. Here she goes on a little bit, excuse me. Over the weekend, some followers crossed boundaries. One even went to the extent of calling my workplace and leaving multiple voicemails wanting to speak with me and requesting I call back, which is unacceptable and considered stalking. You know, and she does write that she does appreciate the positive reaction and the new fandom. She says, you know, please, can you stop this? So, uh, please, people, um, uh, I recommend just... enjoying the content as media and not making it your life don't bring don't bring the digital world into the real world in this way it's it's not healthy for anybody but props to her for standing up really like that um and then the final one i wanted to talk about was just uh mon i can't believe this i i, I knew it was a big franchise but i didn't know it was this big and we don't have it on uh robot cash but i just wanted to say Cheers to them for this. But Monster Hunter World hit over 23 million units sold. It's incredible. It's a big hit for them. So hopefully they use that money to fund more of the games that I like. More Resident Evil, please. More, Just do more Resident Evil. Do Take all that money. Capcom, I'm going to sit you down right now, okay? Uh, hopefully you're all listening. Hopefully all you high execs at Capcom are listening to this. Please, take all that Monster Hunter money, put it into a Monster Hunter game so that it's even better than the next one, or than the last one, so it makes more money, but take a significant part of those profits and apply them to Street Fighter. And create the Street Fighter fund so that the franchise never ends and every version gets better. Okay, thank you. Thank you for my TED Talk. Huh. All right. So on the um, robot cash side, we have a w- winter sale going. Uh, thank you to Konami for posting about our winter sale on your social platforms. Uh, always appreciate that. And uh, yeah, go check it out. We got a bunch of games on sale right now. Uh, some of the lowest prices that we've ever had on some of these games. Uh, and you know what? If you're a listener and you haven't bought a game or you haven't uh, tried our service out very much, just give it a shot. Uh, buy and sell a game see how that works uh it takes a few days in order to get that changed uh or to actually sell it um is maybe too much information i should be sharing but we're looking at getting that changed a little bit uh you know a quicker turnaround time and sale um we've heard your feedback on those um critiques and i've you know heard your feedback too on kind of the lack of content uh we are certainly pursuing that um our ceo and cto are actually at ces this week and uh we'll be at uh gdc uh we'll be talking to more developers and publishers we'll be at dice uh we're going to be making the rounds a lot so um if you'll be there let us know always happy to meet up or say hi to our community our investors everything so 
And uh, in terms of giveaways and all that, yeah, I know I keep saying soon.tm, but that's it. Uh, we got, I've been working through a bunch of new social assets, uh, prepping them for our channels, uh, taking advantage of the um, great quotes that we have. We're going to be posting more of those social assets here soon. Uh, I'm trying to gather a bunch of interviews. We still have the Josh Barnett. We still got the James Swallow interview that we're posting. Um, I'm really trying to lock down a few more uh, video interviews. Uh, I should just post that for you guys. For the, I'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, maybe I'll post that and then secretly share it with you. You guys got to see it. It's a great interview. I'm so proud of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, the video interviews, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I really want this year to be the year when Robot Cash becomes a major player for not only just buying and selling your games, but adding more transparency to the gaming industry. Uh, I think, I don't know about you, but I listen to a lot of interviews in the gaming industry, and I don't feel like the questions that I want asked and answered are being put out there. So I think there's uh, a little bit of disingenuous communication happening i think there is uh, better stories to be told um and obviously i'm the man to do it you know um I, I think there's a lot not to say that there isn't a lot of good content out there there's incredible content there's actually this uh, really good valve documentary that was done about i think it was a the half-life was it the half-life anniversary the 25th anniversary of half-life but that's good and there's all these really great documentary um shows about gaming uh there was one on arcades that was on was like amazon prime but i don't know which service it was on but yeah there's a lot of good stuff out there but hopefully we can add a little bit more transparency that's missing so i digress uh happy 2024 everyone i really hope uh, it's going well for you if you're part of the layoffs that have happened uh reach out to me um, i'll send you some resources on all that uh that's robot cash aside but um yeah, we're all we're all working hard over here at Robot Cash. We're really excited to be back and to be heads down working on everything for 2024. So thank you very much for listening, and I will speak to you soon.